Well, hello, folks, and welcome to uh, Operate Intelligently podcast. Uh, I'm here with Tony Butler, and I'm Bob Bittner, uh, affectionately known around here as Papa Dude. And um, Tony, it's been a little chilly outside. How have you managed through all this uh, cold outside? I think I've done all right. You know, as a, a North Carolinian, uh, born and, and bred here in the North Carolina area, uh, I've grew up on the coast, and I'm used to warmer weather. But fortunately, I've been able to stay indoors most of the time, uh, and I haven't had to go out, other than when my daughters wanted me to go outside and play in the snow, which is what we've had lately. Good for you. We actually, uh, our business has been closed the last couple days, uh-huh. and uh, there's still snow in the parking lots, snow on the ground here in Cary, North Carolina, and uh, we've had some really uh, sub-freezing weathers for uh, several days now, and uh, it's really created some problems and kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit today because there's a whole lot of uh, things around being prepared not only for our facilities and our grounds for cold weather but lots of other things that have happened over the last uh, six months. Absolutely. You know Tony as I reflect back uh, the last six months we've had some just tremendous uh, hurricanes that have come through. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had just some devastating fires in California that just have been unprecedented. And on top of that, after the fires, we've had some tremendous mudslides here just recently. We've had tremendous cold all up and down the the East Coast and down and even into the South. Mm -hmm. They had snow in Florida. I heard the other day, talked to some of my friends down in Houston and they were getting snow down there. (laughs) And so people are experiencing some things and facility managers are dealing with some things that they had long thought was not even possible in their facilities. Right, things they weren't even thinking about, things that, uh, again, were emergencies and sort of uh, just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, right? exactly. There was a, uh, a small earthquake up in Delaware, New Jersey. Who would have thought? Right. And we had sub-freezing weather and fires in, in Atlanta Airport that was closed for 11 hours, and we had a flood up in uh, uh, one of the New York airports here in the last couple of weeks that shut down the airport for several hours. And every time that that happens, when you, uh, I, I, I always kind of, kind of equate it when I read and listen to the news, when some of these things happening, oh dear, what's that facility manager going through right oh, now? Yeah. Well, I bet you you hope they were prepared or or had some sort of plan in case something like this was to happen. Because, of course, we hope hope for the best, but plan for the worst, at least if if we're doing what we should be doing, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's there's no way that we can prepare for everything. Right. But that doesn't mean we should just ignore everything either, that we should be uh, somewhat prepared with, you know, lots lots of training, equipment, knowing how to communicate. I think one of the biggest things in being prepared for whatever comes in the form of communication yeah and so so often we always talk about communicate 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 and uh, it's just uh, you can never talk about that enough right how who are you going to contact how are you going to do it what happens if your cell phone system goes down what happens is if the landlines go down I, I remember uh, it's been about uh, 10 years ago now I think uh, when I was with the school system we had here in North Carolina, we had, uh, it was over the course of a lunch hour, kids were all in school, we had a massive downpour of sleet and ice and freezing rain, mm-hmm. and it put about three-eighths of an inch to a half inch of ice over everything. Yeah. And, you know, we're not prepared for that here. No, not at all. <laughs> and uh, it, just, it just grounded everything. 
and it took out communications, it took out cell phones, the cell phone systems weren't as robust then as they are today. We're just, we're just tied with the communication with our cell phone today. And if that goes down, we, we, we don't we're even know how to, we don't even know how to get out of the building anymore, right? Right. No, we're definitely in trouble. If our, our cell phone communication goes down, uh, we won't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do, Bob. <laughs> you, know, you know, we had kids that actually spent the night in the school buildings. And uh, it, was, it was interesting because our superintendent after it was all over, and people were critical of the reaction to it. Uh-huh. And uh, the superintendent said, well, we only had one child that night that cried. And he said the reason that he cried was his parents came and picked him up. <laughs> he wanted to stay with all the other kids that, during that night. But, you know, we're, we're, we're often not prepared. And we have to sometimes uh, implement or, or just kind of react to the situation because we can't be totally prepared. But I think from a standpoint of communication and backup, what you're going to do is a backup communication. You know, there's this, uh, there's this whole thing of how, how we respond to emergencies. Mm-hmm. Do you fight the situation? Do you freeze or do you fly away? Bob, what do you tend to do? Just curious. Well, you know, I probably in between a somebody that freezes and stands there and watch, uh-huh. and, and on the other hand, jump in and start helping out. I, I'm more towards helping out, jumping in, and being a part of the solution. Right. Uh, and sometimes I attribute that just to me being nosy about what's going on <laughs> and what happened. But uh, that's kind of my, how about yourself? Yeah, I, I get torn between fight or flight, depending on what the situation is, yeah. right? Uh, either I need to, to figure out what's going on and get in there, or I need to get out of the way. I, I, I do consider my safety. Yeah. And, and I do think that that's important for everybody. Uh, when there is an event, sometimes we ignore the safety factor. And we do have to, uh, we don't want one disaster to create multiple other disasters by people getting hurt. And so, uh, you know, be wise about res- how the, what the response is. We know that the facility manager has the responsibility. You know, they're going to look uh, to you as a facility manager uh, about how to take care of that facility if something drastic is going out on outside or in the building or around the property. Well, this goes back to what you said, too, uh, the com- communicate. And I think along with that, educate, if people are looking to the facility manager for the answer or what they should be doing, if we take the time to communicate and educate them on what they should do in these situations, uh, it could help uh, reduce the number of, uh, I hate to say it, but potential casualties or yeah. maybe even eliminate the, the fact that there might be any at all. So people's lives are at stake and uh, it's important that we know what to do in those situations. Yeah. They, in the airport uh, situation the other day, uh, when they had a broken, a frozen pipe, a uh, sprinkler system frozen uh-huh. broke, and that puts out a lot of water real fast. And you know you can't simulate that. <laughs> At least you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> but uh, as far as it really happening, and you know, just so many things can happen that you're not prepared for, that uh, that you don't that you don't know about. But I think uh, being as prepared as you can with communication, having equipment around, being somewhat familiar and knowing uh, your buildings mm-hmm. and knowing what's going on in the buildings and where power is fed from, uh, where your water is fed from, where emergency shutoffs are, where your gas shutoffs are, all those things should be kind of second nature to the facility manager mm-hmm. and uh, be able to respond to those needs and you know minimize 
some of those things. And I would say not just the facility manager, but there's probably uh, a host of people who need to know that information in case something happens to the facility manager, we can't get to them, uh, or to your point, communication systems were down. How do we address that? So again, having multiple people with that information could be beneficial. Well, you know, here, here at the Dude in our building, what we do is we have team leaders mm -hmm. and outside their door they have an orange baseball hat. And that orange baseball hat is kind of the, the signal that, hey, I'm responsible for this area of the building. Mm -hmm. If there's something going on, I'm going to kind of lead you out of the building. I'm going to make sure everybody gets out of the building. I'm going to make sure everybody's safe and accounted for outside the building. You know, we have drills once in a while and I, I know that Hopefully every organization has drills for exiting buildings, fire drills, and so forth. And I know a lot of times when these fire drills happen, oh, we're in a meeting. We're doing a podcast. We're not going to leave right now. And uh, it, it can't really be a fire. Right. I was in a, at a restaurant the other night, and the fire alarm went off, and everybody just sat there. And we were saying, well, to the waitress, well, should we leave? No, 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 don't leave. It's not really this whole building. All the building, all the uh, businesses in this building is on one fire alarm system. And so it could be way down on the other end. Oh the fire gosh. department was out here. Don't worry about it, you know. Uh, and I think a lot of times we respond that way. And then it could become a bigger problem in the end. Well, Bob, I don't know if you were here or maybe on the road, but we had recently here at the Dude, we had the alarms going off. And I got to admit, I was going, is this a real alarm? Like, I didn't see anyone moving. I didn't know what to do. Uh, there was a lot of confusion around it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I have to say, I did the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, Tony, um, I think also we just need to be, uh, not get in over our head and direct people in a way that is unsafe. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, you know, some things we just cannot be prepared for. We have the uh, situation where when a hurricane comes in here, and we're more familiar with hurricanes here on the East Coast, we usually know they're coming a few days ahead, yeah, right? We have time to plan. We have time prepare. to plan. We have time to make preparation. We can go outside and look around the building and make things sure that things are put up and we can talk about it, how our response is going to be. But when there's an explosion or there's an earthquake or there's an, uh, an instant flood of something, we're not always prepared for that. Right. And uh, so just we just want to encourage people today to try to understand there are a number of things and then the follow-up to all of those because that is where really people are going to start saying the first question after the, the incident is over is how could that have been prevented? How could that pipe not have frozen? I've had sprinkler pipes freeze before in stairwells where there was no heat in there. Mm -hmm. And it really, when you get a pipe to break on the fourth floor of a sprinkler system and it's on a Friday night and nobody's in that building and the fire's pump comes on, it can pump a whole heck of a lot of water through that building in not very long a period of time. That does not sound fun. And, uh, and so that, then it is, well, there's a lot of cost in that, you right. know, the cleanup. And then how did you let that happen? <laughs> Right. Because how, let, how did you let that happen? Pointing Tony? the finger at you. Exactly. And uh, we don't want we don't want uh, our facility managers to get into that kind of problem. But we should be looking and thinking about those kinds of things early on, even before. And even though when what what I did then in that circumstances, you know, we're not supposed to let the doorways open in, in the stairwells. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed. But if it was freezing and I knew that the temperatures were going to be extremely cold, 
I would leave some doors open at the bottom and at the top to create kind of a chimney effect to let the heat get in there so we didn't have that kind of mess. Are you looking for a way to get inspired about your work as a facility or operations professional? Join us at our annual maintenance and operations conference, Dude University in San Diego, March 18th through the 21st. You'll be able to attend educational sessions about your day-to-day -day work, meet professionals from across the country who work in your and other industries, and enjoy the sunny 70-degree days in San Diego. Learn more and register online at university2018.com. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, that people will do to help minimize some of those risks. But, you know, we just don't know what all of it that's going to come at us. Right. There's no way we could. I think one of the things, you know, our philosophy or a philosophy as a facility manager is being proactive. We know being proactive uh, and trying to get ahead of as much as possible, right? The beginning of the year, maybe reviewing that plan, making sure it's up to date, maybe making sure, you know, through the years uh, or through the year, there are people who might not be with, with the organization anymore. So right. it's time to update the plan and, and make sure that things are in order. Um, so being proactive, taking time to look it over, uh, will, will definitely benefit you in those situations. I think that's a great point, Tony, because a lot of times people do change roles and mm -hmm. responsibilities, change telephone numbers. Yeah. Who do I call? You know, do you call the Ghostbusters? And uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's one of the first things. Who do I have to notify when something happens? Who needs to know about it? And who are the most important people to, to know about it? Uh, that are going to be are going to respond. So I think uh, that's that's a great point. We're at the beginning of a new year. It's time to to bring out that plan and say, let's look at all these. And not only do I have the right names and numbers, and it certainly doesn't hurt to call those numbers, right? right. Just Make pick sure up the phone and say, hey, I'm just doing reviewing our disaster preparedness. I'm just checking this telephone number. Do you still have this phone number? Is it the right number? Did I change the uh, the one and the two around in the different places in, right. the, in order? And ask they have that. Do they know that they're still responsible? Are you or still, are they still responsible? Do you right. still need to be notified? And uh, so do that. You know, review your plans. Uh, have that plan available to you. Mm -hmm. We have some great tools here at the Dude to help you do that. To keep it on your phone and and keep it access uh, to it. And so if you don't have ready access to it. Probably if it's in a notebook in the trunk of your car um, and your wife has taken the car for the day, it's probably not the right place for it, right? Yeah, not a good spot. And uh, today, uh, we all are carrying, we were talking about cell phones, you know, back when we had that ice storms and the cell phones didn't work, but they've become so much more reliable and are able to run independently now, even without the data service, that you can look things up and have things information available to you great place to right. have that information that, the, that information those documents are stored on the phone itself uh, to your point not tied to the cellular connection yeah, yeah. and so uh, you may not be able to make you may not be able to make a call on your phone but at least you're you have the information available to you right right and uh, so we just uh, we know a lot of you facility managers out there have had it rough over the last six months a lot of things that have come at you that you weren't expecting and a lot of lessons learned and so I think after something happens is that's when you do say what is that lesson that I've learned 
through there. Where did we have the hole that if we hadn't responded properly, that it really, really could have been much worse than what it was? Well, you know, in, in any of these situations, I feel like that's one of the most, that, that's one of the largest opportunities that we have. Uh, to learn, right? Looking back, seeing what we did, what we could have done better, how could we have prevented it? Because, you know, there's going to be another time in which something that we weren't planning for comes up. Uh, and so that experience plays a part uh, in how we respond and uh, the quality of our response. And no two events will ever be the same, no. right? There'll never be a cookie cutter fire. It'll never start in the same place. Uh, the earthquake will never happen at the same place, time and day. Uh, that it happened before with the same people around but you never know how many things that you have avoided by doing a review and saying hey we need to get some heat in these stairwells we've we learned a lesson one time let's not let it happen again we need to create some heat in these stairwells so our sprinkler systems don't freeze right when it gets really 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 cold out and our buildings here in North Carolina aren't built and insulated to have you know, temperatures down below zero for two or three days. And that's what had happened at that time. And uh, so it's, it's you haven't thought about those things before, but once once you get stung by the bee, you don't go up and rattle the beehive again, right? No, not at all. <laughs> so, uh, well, we hope that, um, you know, as you look into 2018 and you have responsibility, not only for the facility assets that you have being the building structures and the equipment and everything that's the, in it, you also have a huge responsibility for the people that are inside of that building and work there, play there, heal there, learn there. You know, people that are, are depending on us as facility managers to have the best things in place for, to protect them should something happen. And so uh, just take this time of year to reflect back and say what has happened to other people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to happen to me so I can learn something about it. And that's why I think it's so important for facility managers to be a part of other organizations, yep. to go to trade shows, to go to um, IFMA or BOMA or the uh, so many different organizations yep. out there where they can learn from other people and then take those learnings back and say, you know, it really could happen it really could happen to me. Well, absolutely. I mean, you guys that are listening, uh, you are one of the most important people in the organization because, again, even though we don't see it and we don't think about it regularly, there are people's lives at stake and in your hands. And, yep. you know, when you uh, take your uh, job seriously, which I know you do, that's why you're listening, it could make a matter in someone's life that impacts people's lives when you do a good job. So we're going to, uh, in a couple shows coming up, we're going to be giving some more information about OSHA uh -huh. and uh, NFPA and some of those organizations that can help support in some of those ways and give you information. And uh, so we're going to provide you with some more information on some upcoming shows. And uh, we're just excited about 2018, what it brings to us. And uh, we hope you just have a safe year that you can get through the year without a major event in your facility and, and in your organizations. So. Absolutely. It's going to be a great year. I'm excited for what, what 2018 is going to bring. It looks like, like a great year ahead of all of us. And, and uh, Tony, good talking with you today. Good talking with you, Bob. And uh, we want to wish just all of our listeners a, a great, uh, safe new year and uh, that things just go really well for you this year. Thank you for listening to the Operate Intelligently podcast. 
Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, and you can even email us at dspodcast at dudesolutions.com. 